and I will just expand. I hope you understand. I hope you understand. Call me a fool. Call me a fool, and I will just expand. I hope you understand. I hope you understand. Let's go. You, you can rant first. Yep. Um, all right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Holy garbanzo beans, way. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Homegrown Hustlers. I'm Garrett the Trash Man, your host. Here with my homeboy, Dallin Smith. What's up, Dallin? Yo, what's up, everyone? That was awesome, by the way. I love that you're starting to call yourself Trash Man. <laughs> so true. Well, dude, I do that because our sponsor... Larson Waste is the best sponsor ever. That's true. Um, and they've kind of made you the trash man. I think it's just kind of came Garrett the trash man. You help everyone with their trash. And I think it's just, it's genius. Way to brand yourself. Hey, you know, we're just doing what we can do. But That's right. on the note of Larson Waste, they do it all. If you're in Arizona, hit them up. Commercial, residential, construction, medical, hazardous, you name it, they'll haul it. Give them a call. They'll take care of it for you. They're so. good people. They like to help. Larson Waste is number one. Yeah. Right. Dude, um, this morning, hey, it's Motivation Monday. I'm hyped to be here with you guys. I'm hyped to hopefully get your week started on a good note. And uh, I was at the gym this morning, and I was working out with some of my, my crew, I guess you could say. And uh, they started pushing some heavy weight, you know. And uh, it got me thinking about when I was in high school, my football coach and my weight training coach would always tell us, you know, um, mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. And I was like, dude, that is the greatest motivational <laughs> Monday speech I can give today for you guys. And I'm going to go ahead and give it. So my homeboy Jace was going to hit 315 and it's been a while since he's done. I don't know if he's even ever done it. Done I don't it, think dude. he's ever done it. And uh, it, was, it was a big moment for him. And, and that was honestly, I was trying to think of some words to hype him up, you know, yelling at him, cussing at him, doing whatever I could. <laughs> and then I was like, dude, like my coach says, if you don't mind, it don't matter. It all starts in your head. And and the more I started thinking about it, I'm like that's so true. With everything you do, uh, actually, it even goes back to something you recommended to me. I was watching the Vikings Great TV show. series over the weekend, and uh, I forget the homeboy's name that has the wife. Um, Ragnar? Ragnar. There you go. How Ragnar. You forget Ragnar <laughs> Their names are just pretty gnarly, all right? But he goes to the top of the mountain, and he sits there, and he thinks, and he's thinking. He's he mentally, all, yes, he's, he's hunched over love for it. days. I want to do that. Yes, yes. And he's mentally preparing himself, and then he comes back, and his slave, the priest, is like, you're stronger because you mentally prepared yourself. And that's exactly what I think this saying goes into, mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. I think the strength of whatever you do in life comes from your mind. And I think if you can mentally make your mind strong, you will be strong in every aspect. If you tell yourself you're going to be skinny, you'll be skinny. If you tell yourself you'll be fat, you're going to be fat. If you tell yourself, I'm going to lift this heavy-ass weight, guess what? You're going to lift that heavy-ass weight. Now, there's within reason. Obviously, if you've never strength trained and you think, yo, I'm going to rep 315, that's probably not going to happen just because you said, yo, (laughs) I can lift 315, I can lift 315, but I can tell you what, that if you keep telling yourself that while training, you're going to hit 315 because that mental goal, that mental focus, that determination. Um, it's just very, very strong. And that was actually one of the, the biggest life lessons I've learned growing up, you know, playing football through high school was you can do anything you put your mind to, um, especially if you you can, you know, mentally prepare yourself and, and um, 
kind of like hone in whatever that might be. So if you want to lift some heavy weight, it's all in your head. You can do it, but you need to mentally prepare yourself. So that can apply to business as well. If you want to be effing rich, you got to mentally prepare yourself to be effing rich. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich. You know, it, maybe you'll hit luck, but I think a lot of it has to do with you got to put in the work and the mental toughness and yeah. uh, big things will happen. Dude, I think it speaks to uh, language being the base of creation mm-hmm. um like I said if you've never strength trained you're you're not gonna go in there and tell yourself i'm lifting 315 and do it but if you are saying that it's the base of creation that follows because if you're saying that then your actions map that saying it is the base of creating you being able to do that yeah so. it goes back to actually one of our old podcasts too it goes to the i think i can versus i, I cannot mm-hmm. and i think if you tell yourself yo I can, I can, I'm winning, I'm winning, I will, I will. Great things are going to happen. Not only that, people are around you, you're going to see a lot more positive vibe. Um, People are going to want to surround yourself more, you know, with people like you. It's just, it's a good environment to be in. It's a very successful environment to be in the workforce. I think that's why Larson Waste is so successful in everything they do is because our whole team is, we can and we will. It's just, um, you know, because we have that will, we're going to find a way. Yeah. So nothing can stop us. So that, that, more, that's man. kind of been what's on my mind. So for all you Monday go-getters out there that are kind of struggling, think you can and you will, and I promise you'll accomplish everything you have planned to do this week and more. So that was my rant for the morning. Sweet, man. Yeah. Appreciate the rant, dude. Yeah, dude. What's on your mind, bro? Uh, dude, so I've had a couple things. We'll see if they actually connect or not, but um, put in story form like I usually do yes so each night not each night because i'll speak to this but i i kind of have trouble sleeping stuff like that uh working on uh getting a sleep apnea test stuff like that anyway sleep doesn't come easy to me but my aunt gave me this stick it's called a dream stick oh geez (laughs) and it's essential oils you rub it on your big toe and uh it helps you sleep (laughs) but dude (laughs) i don't know why that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you it's freaking money really it works so good so you just rub some oils on your toe yeah it's literally like deodorant so it's like essential oils they've like done it into like uh, i don't know a soap form it's kind of like deodorant and yeah you rub it on your big toes dude and i sleep so much better when i use that whether it's a placebo or not or placebo yeah placebo or placebo i I don't know but you you all know what i'm still still caught off on the big toe is there a reason why it's on the big toe Uh, i don't know i'm sure there's some hippie thing of the big toe maybe is that why people like never mind (laughs) foot fetish stuff dude (laughs) anyway yeah you rubbed on your big toe like like i love this stuff i've told i tell people about it all the time like i've given a lot of people here at the company it and i'm like this is money it's awesome it like it's almost hard to sleep it's almost like taking nyquil but it's just these essential oils so i'm like sweet i love this i sleep way better with it um still got ways to go with my sleep but it's significantly better with it anyway i realized there's so many nights even though it's so easy and i like the outcome that it gives me i don't put it on my toes i don't do it 
Why? I, I don't know. If that's that's what I was talking. Maybe you're about. scared of getting toad yogurt <laughs> yeah. on your sheets. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's it. I think I think sometimes we have those. We've got habits where some it can be really easy to do and beneficial. And beneficial. You like the results, but we don't do it anyway because we're stubborn, or because we think we want to beat the odds, or just because we're just set in our ways. Well, and I don't even know if it's that deep. If it's really just like laziness. Mm, very like could be. I think there's so many like simple things to get done to get what you want to accomplish. I don't think are think things are necessarily as complicated, at least lots of times not as complicated as they seem to be. And it's just these tasks that we have to take care of that lots of times we struggle to do them. I can see that. And and what will happen is like I'll be like, oh crawling into bed and I'll get in bed and I'm like, oh, don't want to put that on. It's literally right by my nightstand. <laughs> like literally, all I have to do is reach over, take the cap off, pull my leg up, <laughs> and just rub your toe. Like literally, it's it's no work at all. But I'll go like a couple weeks without putting it on, and then I'll I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put that on. And I'll put because I want a good night's sleep tonight or whatever. Yeah, and, and sometimes it won't even be like I'm not like crawling into bed. Like I've still got some energy, and so like it's easy to put on or whatever. Like I don't even. Yeah, because I do it, and then I do it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, why do I ever not do that? And, yeah. and some of it's getting used to it, and so I'm used to sleeping that way, so I stopped doing it because I think that might play a role in, in it too. So anyway, I don't know. I guess that's just kind of a food for thought kind of rant that I've just been pondering a little bit this morning because I woke up because I did it last night, and I'm like, feel so good when I do this. Yeah. Why don't I do this every single night? Why why do I go like these weeks or months without uh without using it? And and like I said, it's not just a sleep stick. I think there's things that like play out over life where you like, oh I feel so much better when I spend ten minutes studying in the morning or so much better when I listen to a podcast instead of music or so much better, you know, whatever it might be and it's really simple things and, and we end up steering it away away from it so I, I don't know no I know you're exactly I had a roommate in college that it was the same thing I mean in a way he had a really hard time brushing his teeth at night I'm oh like, gosh that's so gross but like why he's like oh dude I'm just I'm so tired now and I'm already in bed it was, it was literally like you said it was just a laziness thing but um there, there's a I think a lot of people that are it may not be their toes or their teeth, but I think there's a lot of just routine things that might be like, ah, oh, I'm too tired, or I'm too lazy. But like you said, it's such a simple thing that if you do it, drinking water, drinking water, how simple is that? That so many people not struggle. getting out of bed to go pee. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Little kids have that problem. That's oh, why they yeah. pee the bed all the time, man. I, I, it's I a laziness <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the case, but uh, yeah, I hope that's not the whole problem. Anyway. I don't even know where I was going with that, but like, I don't know. It was just, it's, I'm still thinking about like, why does that happen? Because if you can figure out why, like maybe you can stop it. Because like I said, the toe thing, whatever, it actually does kind of turn into a big thing for me because sleep's huge. Oh, yeah. But like I said, I think it, it plays a part in like little habits that are easy to do and give us big results and we don't do it. So that's the end of my nonsense rant that I had today. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> like I said, all morning I've been like, why? So there we go. Let's dive into it, dude. But yeah. before, just another thank you to Larson Waste. They make it all possible. So 
Thank you, Larson Waste. They do good stuff. Going on. Moving on, dude. So we want to talk about sales. And I thought it would be useful if first thing we did is kind of just give our criteria around sales, what our experience has been as far as, yeah, just sales at all. So I think you should do that. I mean, you've been around in this company a lot longer than I have, so... So yeah, I'll well, my two cents when I feel like I need to. I'll just share my my uh, experience, like in in sales in general. Yes, yeah. So like Vivint and everything. Yeah, yeah. Just in my life, yeah. So I started out. Honestly, I I think what I would yeah my first sales job was with Vivint. Um, which a lot of people probably know what they they are because they're a big old company. But I did door to door smart home sales. You know, you get assigned an area in a random town, in a random state, and you'd be like, hey, you've got from this street to this street, like, have at it. Usually get dropped off, like, anywhere between 9 and noon, and you'd work until, like, I don't know, 8 or 9 at night. And you just start knocking doors. Literally, like, create income out of nothing. You knock on the door, just try to sell them. And... Like door to door salesmen have bad reputation, but man, there is. I I don't agree. I get why there why it is because people lie and things like that. But if you're doing it honestly, man, I don't think there's anything that's more uh, like hustler, more, yeah, more entrepreneur, yeah. entrepreneurial, <laughs> um, any of that stuff. Because dude, it, it's really tough, and you literally are creating something out of nothing. Yes. Like no one's expecting you. You didn't, if you weren't there, that sale would not have happened. You're creating the revenue for the company. You're creating the income for yourself. You're creating the value for the customer. I just think it's, it's an awesome thing. Like it, it would honestly blow my mind that I'd knock on someone's door at two in the afternoon. They would have no idea I was going to be there. An hour later, a technician's there drilling holes in their walls, putting up security system, and I'm walking out with a five-year contract. Like, it's just cool. I love it. And that translated over into business world so, so well because knocking on someone's door is so much tougher than having a scheduled business meeting that you're going to try to sell someone something. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I couldn't believe the difference in uh, in what it was like to, uh, like, sit down with someone that's expecting you to be there and expecting you to sell. I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, really easy to close. Mm-hmm. And usually they want what you what you're doing like hey i'm looking for a trash provider i just want to choose the best one i'm like oh well this is easy like sweet and uh it's got a lot of bad connotation and uh things like that but i've i've always had a super positive experience made a bunch of friends a lot of good relationships before that it wasn't technically sales but i think it is in that same line of being a missionary and we do the same thing we go door to door people weren't expecting us we'd knock on the door and uh go in and and you know share our message so i don't know that that's been my experience like professional experience but if, if i was going to share on a resume and i'd like to talk you know some tactical stuff but dude how about you what what have your yeah. like what's what's been your 
professional experience with sales. Yeah, <clears throat> I really liked what you talked on at the beginning. Um, I really think that the best salesmen are those that are the most authentic. Um, and I think that's why missionaries for um, the church do very, very well, is because they're very authentic and genuine and not only what they're selling, but who they are. And they're not making any. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're not they're, making they're, any they're money. Not there's no to, outcome yes, for them. There's no, I'm trying to screw you for my benefit. It's all about like, I'm genuinely here to help you. And I think you can apply that in car salesmen and in any type of sale, to be honest, you just got to, you know, change who you are as far as your authenticity, because I think you can genuinely help someone buy a car if you're really in it for the best person or in it, in it for that person, as far as like, Hey, I want to get you in a car that you can afford. That's reliable. Yada. Not just like, yo, I don't really care who you are. I'm going to make the most money. And I think a lot of times, not only salesmen, but companies that have that belief and understanding are usually the most successful. Cause I think good things come that way towards, I think people generally see that and they're going to want to do more business with them, even if they're more expensive, if their sales um, pitch is more authentic and mm-hmm. you know wholesome compared to someone that might be lower priced, have you ever had like a bad sales experience um, on either side? Yeah, I think before uh, I've had. I'm, I'm trying to think of a specific example, um, but I mean, I, there's been times where. Um, I can tell someone's not being real authentic and you can tell they're just in it for the money. And when I ask them a question, it's really short answered versus someone who's genuinely there, like willing to be your best friend, answer all your needs, questions and concerns. Um, and it's just so much easier for me to do business with that guy because I trust him. I know if I have a problem, I can go back to him and he's generally going to help me because he cares about me as a person and my happiness in the product of whatever I'm buying. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one reason why I hate car salesmen because you ask them a question, they act like they know any, every Thing, but they literally know nothing about everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think just honesty, even if you don't know something, owning it. Like, you know, I don't know. I could find that out for you, but I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. So that, that's been my biggest thing is I hate people that know it all when it comes to sales. Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah I can do that. Oh, no, no, don't go look in there. I, like, I'm always been the type of guy. Someone's like, hey, I want to go to him because I think he, he knows it better. Absolutely. Do you do you. I'm not going to force or pressure you to do anything. But uh, my my personal professional experience with sales is a little bit different because I've done a lot more uh, social media and online sales um, versus your face-to-face sales. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say that the same authenticity applies um, just because it's so much easier, I think, to lie and to condescend over like online social media because you're not face-to-face. It's mm-hmm. easier to bluff. So, but <clears throat> Probably uh, harder to come across though authentic as well. Yes, it is a lot harder so, to come off, the, off more authentic. And I found that a lot of times um, when I was put in those situations, my natural ability to just be like, you know what, let me call you because I can help voice my authenticity through yeah. a phone call was a lot easier than to type words because then people can kind of actually put like another sense as far as like, you know, your six senses with the conversation. Like you can hear, you can tell yeah, when can someone's being genuine versus everything. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I, uh, when you're talking about car dealerships, it made me think of this, this pickup that I bought last time, it, the last tr- 
pickup I bought. So I went in there and I was like, that's the pickup I want. I need it at this price. Sweet. You guys can do that. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And the guy, it was actually his first pickup he ever sold. And I could tell he had been put through their training program and stuff. And he kept trying to like put me through their sales process. Yeah. And, and it was like behind, I'm like, dude, just write up the paperwork. I want this pickup. Like yeah. I want this pickup. That price works. Let's get it done. And he's like, well, let's go look at this. Did it? You're like, yo, shut up. I'm actually willing to give you my money. I'm like, dude, I checked it out. We're good. Let's roll. And he's like, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I got this sales process. I've got to. So tactically, that's one thing I'll, uh, I'll put out there, which I think has speaks to the authenticity. If if you're truly listening to the customer, you can find out where they're at, and you're not trying to fit them into your mold, but your mold goes to them. So you've got, I think, a sales process is a great, 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 great thing. I think you need to have that anytime you're going to do any sales mm-hmm. to keep keep you in line and keep on track and have a goal with it. Because I've also been in sales meetings where they clearly don't have one, and I'm not looking to lead that conversation. And, but they're not either because there's no process. So they're just like, well, what's the next step? And I'm like, I don't know. It's your thing, dude. How's this work? Yeah. And, and so I think it's useful, but I think authenticity or listening, all that goes into that is really involved in being able to put someone through a sales process properly. So you can listen, hear their needs, get them to the point where they're at or put, you know, Mm -hmm. so if it's like, oh, you're at freaking step seven, or however yeah. it's laid out, you know, okay, let's roll. Let's get seven, seven, eight, and nine done and call it a day. Instead of like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I'd only got to one. <laughs> Better get back here. I got to go through two. I got to then do four. I got to ask these questions. I'm like, dude, no, I'm here. Yeah. Let's get this done. Yeah. Like, I'm about to leave because you're not doing this fast enough. And uh, to that same point, something that I didn't really recognize when I was doing sales full-time, that's all I had to do, which I think we're all doing it full-times and it's all we have to do, but that's different, different rant. But I didn't realize when I was doing door-to-door how important the, the concept of, as a salesman, your job's not to take a no to a yes, but like a maybe or a somewhat sure or not sure to a yes. And... Uh, yeah, if you did it like, oh, they're on a scale of one to ten, and ten selling, I'm like, I'm looking for people that are at least a one, not negative yeah. fifty. And to that note, I think you do have to do a little bit of digging to figure out exactly where people are at. Is at least on the door to door thing, it can be a lot really different if you're doing marketing and everything all encompassing. But if you're just knocking on a door, saying, "Hey, I'm Garrett. I'm with this company." you're going to have to do a little work and get past their first like five no's to figure out if they're really a no because people are just going to say no. But I will have found it really useful back then and have found it now that I'm not looking to turn no's into yeses. I'm looking to, oh, I have a little bit of interest and my excitement, my charisma, my authenticity is what's going to get that to uh, maybe it's possible to a heck yes, I'm freaking pumped about this. Yeah, and uh, so I think that's like a super like I said lately that's what I've learned and hope that's something practical that anyone can take out of this if you're in sales to focus on that because that's been helpful for me as I've grown as a salesman but on that same note You've probably heard it said that we're all salesmen. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that before? Yeah. What do you think, what, what does that mean to, to you? Um, when I heard that, it was basically saying you're, everyone, 
is a salesman because you're you're selling yourself or whatever it may be. Even if you're not in sales, you sell your your personality, sell your um, who you are, sell your brand. You sell your brand, like uh, whether that's authentic, authentic. Autistic, holy gosh. Autistic. Autistic, Whether you're yeah. autistic. <laughs> whether you're authentic or whether you're funny, whether you're nice, whether you're a hard worker, I think you're always selling your image, your brand, who you are to everyone around you. Yeah. So I think it's something where you need to be conscious of your surroundings 24-7 and who you are and what you're doing because people notice it. Whether we even realize we notice it or not, you're constantly selling yourself. Exactly, dude. Couldn't agree more. And I think that's a good place to end because, dude, you're constantly selling yourself. So thanks again, Larson Waste. They're selling something great. Check them out if you're in Arizona. Across all social social media platforms, Larson Waste and LarsonWaste.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Peace.